The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, I'll just let that linger. No. People are watching on Facebook. Shout out to you. <laughs> or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show at the helm today, producing per usual. She hasn't quit quite yet. It's Ashley Pickle. <laughs> well, it is Thursday, though, mm-hmm. and that typically means America's most hated segment. So will my letter of recognition... Rec- recognition... Rec- I don't know. What are you going for here? <laughs> I can't help you. No one here <laughs> I might help quit you. after today, depending <laughs> was, on America's Most favorite, Hated segment. You know, that was just... You know, you, know. you say America's Most Hated segment, <laughs> but I don't know what you mean. I think uh, you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. I'm saying to my right that David Silva to my inter-Miami, inter- our West African prince. Man. <laughs> How about that? That's going to be... <laughs> that's going to be really fun. Nuts. Yeah. If, uh, if, doubt it, if that rumor is true... Uh, Good job, David Beckham, bringing over a good player. <laughs> like a legit good player yeah. uh, for the Miami MLS expansion team. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. Today is Thursday, September 19th, 2019. It is 9-19-19. Whatever that means Some for you. Some numbers are similar, Some <laughs> as we learned the Some other day. Some numbers are similar. <laughs> and that is actually a palindrome. Uh, 70 days till Thanksgiving, episode 819, 819, the slugging percentage for the 1998 Texas Rangers, your American League West champion. And then also Texas. we have our first four through ah, the yes. door. So we'll go Michelle, uh, Rob Hathaway, Christopher Viencia, and William Dyson. Hello guys. Congratulations for coming in quickly. <laughs> Do you mean that? Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm proud of them. That's a, it's a hard fought battle on Facebook. The, it the, is. The comments are going all the time. Yeah. No, I, I know it is. Um, okay. Today's show, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it. We'll do it live. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our Thursday games to watch. Then uh, 12-15-ish, we'll be joined by the head coach of the 3-0 and unbeaten Frisco Independence Knights. Uh, coach Kyle Story will join us. We'll talk about his Knights, about their great start. Uh, they have a bye week this week, and then they are off to district play. We will talk with him. Then we'll have the picks, my high school football predictions uh, for week four of Texas high school football. And then... Return of America's favorite segment, Free Money, comes back uh, with a vengeance coming up here at the back half, back part of the show. Uh, one small note uh, for my own edification. Uh, today, if you're in the North Texas area, or not, I guess if you're just in the world, uh, because it exists for you too, regardless of where you but today is North Texas Giving Day, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, North Texas Giving Day is a day to promote a bunch of charities to promote to, to take some take some of your your means and and, and do good with it. Um, so you can go to NorthTexasGivingDay.org, I believe it's the website. Let me make sure I'm not giving out bad information. Uh, let me make sure of that. Hold on a second. Yes, NorthTexasGivingDay.org, and you can search a variety, hundreds and hundreds of charities uh, to uh, to donate to. If you have the means, that would be pretty cool. If you were to donate to, if I may make a suggestion. Uh, I am involved with a youth leadership organization known as RILA, Rotary Youth Leadership Award. Uh, it's RILA 5810. Uh, a, if, if, if anybody ever wonders why I wear this bracelet, it's for that. Uh, it's an organization that I volunteer with. Uh, they do great work for, for uh, young leaders, uh, for uh, juniors, people who just kids who just finished their junior year. Uh, off to senior year, but it's a pretty cool uh, youth leadership uh, program. Uh, Ryla, R-Y-L-A, if you want to search that at North Texas Giving Day. Or I also tweeted a link to it if you want to go back to my Twitter at, at Tupper. Uh, if you feel so inclined, I know that the funds would be used in a very good manner. So uh, there you go. There's my bit. Uh, Look at Tupper if doing you, good human you, things. <laughs> very nice. Well, you, you've said that with such surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a little concerned. Anyway, uh, check that out if you if you have the means. Okay, today is Thursday, uh, Ishmael. All day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, all um, day. Yeah. All day. In <laughs> until fact, it's un- not. Yeah. Until it's not, it's going to be Thursday. Uh, and we have a rather interesting slate of games. Mm-hmm. One thing worth mentioning 
off of the very top. Yep. If it is anywhere in the southeast corner of Texas, probably not getting played tonight. Maybe Google it <laughs> or search Twitter. Okay, because as you know, what's the name of this hurricane? I or is it I tropical re- storm? I it's not even a hurricane. I think I it's a tropical storm. It's a tropical storm. God, yeah. What is it called? It's like Irel Adela. It was like a weird one that was like. We're oh, not I meteorologists. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just no. not. It was like <laughs> that's not a name. Tropical <laughs> storm. It is tropical storm. Um, no, not Jerry. Not Jerry. Who's going on? What's going on? Imelda. Right now? Imelda. Tropical storm Imelda is hitting uh, the kind it's of the southeast Texas so. tropical depression. Even worse. Right. Um, so if you're anywhere in the southeast Texas or the part of the state, uh, first of all, stay safe. Mm-hmm. And secondly, uh, please uh, make sure your game is going on because I know there's a lot of games getting moved to Saturday uh, down there in the Houston, Beaumont areas. Uh, there's some crazy pictures coming out of the Beaumont area yeah. of, of crazy flooding down there. Definitely so stay safe down there. So keep an eye both today and I would probably say all weekend mm-hmm. just to be safe and, and make sure your game is going on. So uh, that is the uh, caveat emptor for everything uh, that we're going to talk about. Samuel, one of our photographers, mm-hmm. said uh, hello from what Houston, yes. where you yeah. may not get photos this yeah. weekend. So stay safe, Samuel. Right, right. Houston, <laughs> Houston is is uh, is not uh, is is getting hit by a lot of rain. It sounds like it's not necessarily, uh, and again, uh, everything's bad and stay safe. But um, it sounds like it's not like a like the wind is not a problem. It's right. just like a bunch of a, rain. Yeah, just a bunch of rain. Anyway, stay safe. Flooding is bad, and and don't drive your car into floods. Um, okay, but there are some games going on uh, tonight. Uh, we're gonna score just for the sake of I'm, I'm gonna we'll go through all of them, but just know if they're in the Houston area, like Conroe Oak Ridge and Clint Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clint Collins uh, is going on. That game's going on tonight. Uh, that's uh, n- our newly minted number twenty five team in six A. Uh, Collins is three and zero. They take on Oak Ridge, which uh, gave the Woodlands a tussle last week. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, down in Laredo, Martin and Alexander is a big five A versus six A tilt. Uh, district, uh, uh, non-district game. In the Austin area, uh, this game is on K- KBVO and KBVO.com. Uh, Hayes Consolidated and Anderson. Anderson! Yeah. Uh, surprising Anderson! How about that? Looking to play spoiler in that district. Um, and if you are, if you're into, um, if you're into chaos, mm-hmm. uh, it would certainly be chaotic if they were How to go in. Four and Anderson sound that, no. that could potentially be the thing. Four and Anderson is a thing that could happen. Yeah, uh, big game tonight against uh, against Buda Hayes. Uh, if, 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 Which if I, st- I still, I need to make a trip to go see Hayes because I have not seen them since they switched to the slot T. Yes, because um, uh, Navarro's old coach, uh, Let's Go. Yeah, Let's Go's um, there. He's there, so I'm, I've I've been willing to see how they've been humming since he took over. Yes, last but year. but Anderson has been a team that has been on the rise in in six A. And mm-hmm. uh, look, uh, I talked with this with Greg Wave that if you look at twenty five six A, hot take. Mm-hmm. Lake Travis <laughs> is going to make the playoffs. Right. Westlake is going to make the playoffs. Right. That's two playoffs. Shocker. Okay. And then more often right. than not, Bowie's going to make the playoffs. And Bowie's so probably going to – I, I still think Bowie's going to get it together. Right? right. So, like, more often than not, you're looking at the fourth spot. This right. year, maybe the third and fourth so spot. So, if but. you're Anderson, yeah. this is a this is one of those games that's like, you you get this one? Mm-hmm. Let's you start feel talking. pretty good. <laughs> right. Um, so, Anderson going for uh, for a 4-0 start tonight. Um, San Antonio Wagner, San Antonio Lanier. Uh, Wagner is uh, – in District 13 5A Division One play, taking on uh, the Vox of Lanier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right, right? Or Vokes. Vokes. I think it's Vokes. Yeah, but that's, not, like a that's, not, that's not Austin Lanier, is it? No, no. no Austin Lanier doesn't exist anymore. No, it's, yeah, Austin Lanier changed. is Navarro. Navarro, that's yeah. right. And then Reagan's Northwest or Northeast. I can't northeast. keep up with that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, get, these are the Vokes. Yeah, yeah, the Vokes. Uh, big game in Lubbock. Uh, number nine, Lubbock Cooper in 5A Division Two takes on Lubbock Monterey uh, tonight. Uh, Monterey is already over the 1,000-yard. Monterey quarterback Corian Bailey is already over the 1,000-yard mark, has 10 touchdown passes. Uh, a couple of big... Um, Private school matchups tonight. Cedar Hill Trinity Christian takes on Melissa. That game could be very pointsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Be- Bishop Lynch takes on Fort Worth Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt is um, tr- trying to get off the schneid there at 0-3, taking on a state-ranked uh, uh, Bishop Lynch team. Bridge City and Silsby. This is a game, again, right in that kind of danger zone of the weather, so mm-hmm. make sure this game is going on. But this is a huge game. Oh, Silsby yeah. need- looking to kind of get back on the track. Bridge City snacked a- uh, got a big win over Anahuac last week. Big game for both these teams, a momentum game. That game's also on Texan Live if the game is going on. And then in Corpus Christi, Ray plays King. Um, uh, Ray is uh, uh, Ray is looking to, to move to 2-1 and one on the year, or 3-1 and one on the year after dropping its opener. Um, and uh, King looking for its first win. And of course, by the way, we'll talk more about this in Free Money mm-hmm. uh, in a bit. Ooh. <laughs> Just getting that in there. <laughs> 
big college game tonight um, in in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, as Tulane hosts Houston, uh, the American Athletic Conference opener for Dana Holgerson's Cougs. Yep. Um, they are, you know, we'll find out a lot about them. This is a game that they're going on the road. They're actually underdogs in this game, uh, which is surprising. I think I looked it up as like the first time since 03 that Houston's an underdog against Tulane. Um, yeah, it, it should be interesting. Uh, I, 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 I'm interested to see what Derek King does in this game after more or less having a bad game last week against Washington State. Right. That's kind of a big question mark for me. I want to see what he's able to do. Uh, but overall, that is a look at some Thursday games uh, across the state. So make sure uh, you read Jay Plotkin's fine work at TexasFootball.com uh, and see what is going on in your neck of the woods. And again, check the weather. Anything Southeast Texas. Anything Houston? Southeast Texas. Just check the weather. Check Twitter uh, and, and don't go to... Football is cool, but football is not worth risking your life for. Right. That is the official stance of Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas football. I think that's fair, right? Are yeah. we going to get a t-shirt with that on? Yeah, yeah. that's actually... Football is cool. Football is cool. And on the back, be like, but not worth, worth risking, risking your, your life, life for. <laughs> yes. So if, if if the option is to like drive through an ocean to get to a football game or to stay at home, stay at home. Yeah. That's fine. Watch our videos on YouTube or something like that. That'll sure. Be fine. Yeah. I'll watch you on uh, Friday. Well, oh, yeah. Watch <laughs> me on Friday night on Fox Sports Southwest. I'm bad at this, man, as you know. I'm not good at plugging plugging the stuff. Uh, yes, watch the stuff uh, Friday night, uh, Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, they have all sorts of good sports stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing great. Guys. That promo brought to you uh, by Greg five, five hours of live high school football coverage on Texas or on Fox Sports Southwest uh, starting at 8 with uh, the Emmy-nominated uh, f- Football Friday. Uh, the Emmy-nominated coach ken purcell that is a thing that is is real there you go uh and then myself and aaron hardigan on that show as well ct steckle and then of course it wraps up with the emmy award winning high school scoreboard live the uh the which i've heard is uh it's among the highest rated shows on on that network which is crazy uh, but anyway, yeah, at, at 11 o'clock, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, 11 o'clock on a Friday. People <laughs> love that show. Anyway, uh, High School School Board Live comes at you Friday nights, uh, 11 o'clock, 11.01. We go two hours. Myself, Craig Way, uh, and Rick Renner bringing you highlights from all around the state. So make sure you check that out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, you may be saying, hey, why would I want to do that, Tepper? Allow me to tell you why. Uh, if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, you get two magazines. Uh, I believe... Ooh, I need to check. Again, I'm very bad at promoting things. <laughs> um, I believe the first magazine you would get right now is still the Summer Book. Um, but I, I believe that's going to switch over soon so that it'll be you'll be a winter-summer subscriber if you subscribe right now. Anyway... We have two magazines, the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Profile, more than 400 prospects around the state, from the class of 2020, which are kids who are about to finish their se- uh, senior year, to the class of 2023, which are kids who are fit playing their freshman year right now. You get that. You get the summer magazine, either the one that we just put out or the one that we're going to put out next year, um, if we survive. Uh, and then you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, a season's worth of Tep and Step, uh, and other premium podcasts coming soon, like Texas Football Today bonus editions and Republic of Football uh, bonus editions. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. In fact, there's a new ROF hour, right? Right? Yes, and there's me and Shahan where yeah. uh, we talked uh, – did our picks for the week, talked some about the streaming of mm-hmm. uh, the Big 12 with, I know some people were upset that Big 12's game, some Big 12 games are on ESPN Plus now. We talked a little bit about that, talked a little bit about uh, what it kind of means for each game and like mm-hmm. why this is kind of a pivotal week for basically everybody in the state. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, hopefully you guys check that out as well. That's free, by the way. I should say that. I was doing a subscriber thing, but then oh, yeah. I got into the thing. That, that is free. You can subscribe to that on, on podcast vendor of your choice, Republic of Football. Uh, check that out. But in any case... Um, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider TexasFootball.com slash insider it makes a great gift as well TexasFootball.com slash insider Ashley let's go to the hotline and bring in the head coach of the 3-0 and Frisco Independence Knights we're joined by Coach Kyle Story Coach how are you? 
I'm doing great today, Greg. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. Uh, I imagine that this would be a uh, this is a, a, a rather pleasant conversation uh, to have when you guys are three and zero and rolling right now, as opposed to uh, you know uh, the other side of it. But uh, so far, so good for your squad. What what do you think has been the key for you guys' hot start? Well, we've uh, we've been fortunate to uh, have a good off season this year, and we had a lot of return, a good core of returning players uh, from last year, and uh, played pretty well uh, early in the year. And just the guys coming together as a team and uh, and working together, and our, our quarterback Braylon Braxton is returning as the uh, offense newcomer of the year last year as a sophomore, and uh, he's been playing really well as a junior for us, opening up the first three games. And, uh, and our defense has really played well, too. So just a combination of a lot of things and, uh, and a lot of good coaches on our staff that are getting things done and making a positive impact on kids. Uh, this is just the second time uh, you guys have ever been 3-0 and uh, in, in the young program's history. Uh, do you get the feeling, even during a bye week, do you get the feeling that there's a little bit of excitement building around the program, You know, whether it's in the, in the field house or just in the halls of the school? Do you get the feeling uh, that, that, that there's, a, there's a buzz going around about Knights football? I do. Uh, just the, the community here, uh, Frisco Independence community and the, uh, the middle schools that feed into us, uh, there is a, there's an excitement in the area. Always uh, being undefeated helps that. And, uh, and the more that you can win, the, the more excitement comes. You know? But you also got to remember, those will be the same people that uh, will be uh, negative if something goes bad or you end up losing a ball game or two. So you can't, uh, can't get uh, caught up in all of that. you got to keep improving and, and not become complacent just because you have won a few ball games. Uh, we're talking with Kyle Sawyer, the head coach of the Independence Knights here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag uh, TF Today. Uh, coach, uh, you mentioned your, your outstanding quarterback, Braylon Braxton, the guy who was the, the newcomer of the year last year. He's off to a fantastic start. Um, you know, you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. How have you seen his game grow and change maybe from a sophomore uh, to a junior so far? Well, he, he's grown physically uh, probably two or three inches from last year. And it uh, looks like a different player. Several people that hadn't seen him since last year when they came to our first uh, inter-squad scrimmage asked me who the new quarterback was because he's, he's grown and looks different. Uh, he's throwing the ball a whole lot better throughout the spring than what he did uh, the spring before his sophomore year. Just uh, uh, better timing and uh, anticipating receivers coming out of their breaks and putting the ball where it needs to be. And then he also had a great uh, track season during his sophomore year last spring, and he's running so much better than, uh, than what he did last year. So just physically, he's, he's taller and faster and throwing the ball better. So he's, all those three phases he's improved in, and it makes our offense just run that much smoother. You know, you mentioned the, the the defense has been excellent for you guys as well. Um, you know, taking on taking on opponents, you know, the Frisco Memorial scores 20, a lot of those kind of kind of late in that game. But, but in the end, you guys have, have really been stifling uh, defensively uh, what has been what has been the message to the defense? I think that that sometimes whenever you've got some stars on the offensive side like like Braylon Braxton, um, you know the defense can kind of feel uh, not left out, but maybe you know maybe they're not getting the headlines. But what has been the message? What's been the mantra for this defense to be off to this hot start? Well, and defensively, they know if we're going to score that many points, that they're going to be on the field a lot because every time we score, they're right back on the field. And, and they, they take it as a, an opportunity to get out there and play and, uh, and get better. They're just uh, more aggressive up front, especially. we got Nick Carpen back who was out, as a, had a knee injury last year and wasn't able to play. And he's been done a great job at defensive end for us. Uh, Sam. Heroes has been our middle linebacker who's coming back from last year, and he's playing great in the middle. And then we've got several other players. Murphy Roberts is a another returner as a junior this year as a linebacker. And then K.J. Price and Ethan Tate have done a great job at corner for us. And then uh, Princeton Ferguson and Caleb Ellis at our safeties. We've got a lot of guys coming back with experience, and, uh, and several of them are, are underclassmen, juniors and sophomores. So uh, they're stepping up and, and playing above their heads and, and just enjoying the success that we've been able to have and, and seeing that the defense gets a little bit of notoriety as well. Uh, you guys are, are still, I think it's easy to, to forget that you guys are still relatively in your infancy as a program. You know, started playing varsity varsity ball back in 2014. Uh, but it's been, been a quick rise, uh, a couple of playoff appearances, uh, a playoff win back in 2016. Um, from your perspective, as the guy who, who really helped to start and, and, and give this program its, its opening jolt, how have you seen this program change during your time there? 
Well, I tell you what, the first two years were uh, were brutal. <laughs> we, we we were uh, you know playing with a, a a bad hand most of the time, and but the guys were always. Uh, bought in and, and uh, working hard and trying to improve and you could just see the talent level increase year to year in our, our third year like you said we got into the playoffs and won a playoff game and then uh, then again we were in the playoffs last year and, and both of those playoff times we, we ended up meeting up with Highland Park who went on to win state championship both of those years that we were in so we, were, we felt like we uh, had great competition to go up against and, and played better every time we're just uh, working to get the, the program to, to that level where we can compete with those guys and win one of those games against them at some point, uh, kind of like Lone Star did last mm-hmm. Friday night. But uh, that's, a, that's a tall order, and, and the program has been improving, and uh, just the, the support here with our administration and the people in the community has been awesome. It's a, it's a great place to be here at Frisco. Now you guys are, are on your bye week, uh, and and I know mm-hmm. you know for a, a lot of coaches will preach that it's it's not it's not an, an off week. The bye week doesn't mean an off week; it just means you don't have a game on Friday night. So so I'm I'm interested in, in what's been the attitude uh, around the program uh, at three and zero, feeling good about yourself, but knowing that there's still work to do. Uh, what has been the attitude around the program during the bye week? Just a, a humble and hungry attitude is what we've been preaching, and feel like we've had that with the kids, and and that's always easier to do when you come off of a win. You, you hate to, uh, to have a defeat the week before your bye week because it's just uh, a lot of negative energy around that. And we've, we've been able to come off of three wins in a row, go into the bye week and work on some uh, some fundamentals that we uh, may have missed, you know, game planning for specific opponents. And uh, we, we had through those first three weeks, there's still we're still not 100% with everybody knowing exactly what they're going to do and then been able to do it full speed. So we're, you'll see plays where we have nine or ten guys doing that, but we need to get to the point where all 11 of them are. So we've been emphasizing some of those fundamental things this week during practice and had a chance to, to go back and focus on them. And the kids have really uh, had a great hungry attitude about wanting to get better and make sure that we're playing the best we can once we hit the the district race and then on into the playoffs so that we're at our maximal potential. Uh, and speaking of which, you know, you guys are now, uh, you know, you're preparing for, for next week. Uh, already, I know the, the game plan is on the way for uh, for Frisco Liberty, uh, a program that I think it's uh, you know they're they're off to a rocky start, but I think it's fair to say they're probably better than their record indicates. Uh, you guys take the, on them next Thursday at Toyota Stadium. Uh, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan for next Thursday, but when you take a look at what you're up against the Red Hawks next week, uh, what are you seeing? Well, like you said, they're they're a whole lot better than their record indicates, and and it's uh it's a neat deal here in Frisco. They're not, but maybe two miles away from us. They're their high school campus from ours. All of our kids know each other, and uh, everybody always gets up for those games. And we're here right here together, so it's going to be a tough task to uh, get ready to make sure we're playing our best against Liberty and not not take their record into consideration on how we prepare. But, uh, but still go about it full speed and make sure that we're focusing on ourselves to where we're getting better and then uh, let the game plan take care of itself as far as uh, playing Liberty on next Thursday night. And that'll be your opener for District 5, 5A Division One play. And, and, and look, I think it's at the very top. You can look at the three undefeated teams there. And, and one team I think we, we, we knew was going to be pretty darn good, Frisco Lone Star, uh, off to mm-hmm. obviously an outstanding start. The Colony, maybe surprisingly off to a really, really good start with Coach Rudy Rangel and company. Uh, and then y'all, not to mention Wakeland, Little Elm, teams that know each other really, really well. When you take a look at the shape of a District 5, 5A Division One, from your perspective, uh, what are you seeing? Well, like you said, everybody knew Lone Star was going to be loaded, and uh, they, they're really explosive offensively and, and got more team speed on the field than anybody defensively. And the Colony didn't surprise anybody either if they played them last year. They had a lot of young ones coming back, uh, Miles Price and several other Division One players that they've got. Uh, they're going to be uh, another very tough opponent. Those two seem to be, you know, probably the, the have the biggest uh, talent load of anybody. Uh, Wakeland and Little Elm, same way. They're, they're as good as anybody, and uh, they always do a great job coaching and uh, tough to compete with in districts. So there's a, a lot of teams there, and you can't count out Heritage or Centennial at any time either because they can, they can jump up and beat anybody on any given week during district. So it's, it's a tough race, and you just got to take them one at a time and make sure you're ready to compete every Friday or Thursday night, whatever the game night happens to fall on. It's Kyle Story, the uh, the head coach of the Frisco Independence Knights, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Coach, w- one last question is um, uh, I, it would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that you are a North Texas alum. 
Uh, you are you are a mean green. Uh, how how are we feeling about the mean green these days? Uh, uh, you know, tough loss a couple weeks ago against SMU, but but uh, I'm, uh, you know, how how are we feeling about the about the mean green? I tell you what, I like uh, like their chances a lot in their conference play. Coach Latrell's done a great job. He and his staff are they always come by and, and recruit our area, and uh, they do an outstanding job coaching the team and getting the most out of the talent that they do have. And they've been getting better and better recruiting classes in every year. So I tell you what, uh, North Texas is going to be somebody that's going to contend for that conference title. And I feel great about the program. It's definitely headed in the right direction. Uh, he is Kyle Story. He's a proud Mean Green alum, and he is the head coach of the 3-0 Frisco Independence Knights. Follow him on Twitter at Story underscore Kyle. Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start. Uh, enjoy the bye week, and best of luck next weekend down the road. Okay, thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. There he goes, Kyle Story, the head coach. Frisco Independence Knights join us here on Texas Football Today. Off to a 3-0 start. Uh, computer loves them. Yeah. Computer, mm-hmm. computer, the computer really likes them, what they've been able to do. Uh, and I think it's because part of it is uh, the style points have definitely been there. Oh, for sure. Uh, they Last week they beat Denton 63-7. Mm-hmm. They beat Frisco Memorial 49-20. They opened with a 57-14 win over Richardson Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are winning and winning going away, the computer is going to notice. Oh, yeah. Now, look, bigger challenges to come. Sure. And I mean, but, but, I mean, even when you – yes, they got that game against Lone Star on the 10th of mm-hmm. October. But until then, I mean, Liberty, Heritage – I mean, they should they be five and zero. They should be going. They should be going. They're going to be favored. They're going to be fa- favored in every game up until Lone Star, mm-hmm. and there's not many teams that are going to be favored over Lone Star at this right. point. Uh, the other one is the Colony. The Colony is going to be interesting, mm-hmm. but I think right now we're looking you know, at a good this, hot start. This is a team, and Braylon Braxton's slinging it. This, you know, as long as the defense keeps playing well, uh, this is going to be a team that's going to be uh, a team to be reckoned with. So, oh, yeah. uh, appreciate. Don't we just love? A Mean Green alum. I mean, just <laughs> continuously the people we call being Mean Green alum coming out here and just giving us don't quite ever, good interviews. Don't, don't ever say that I don't do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a go, don't Mean Green? Don't ever say that. <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Week four of the Texas high school football season is officially upon us. There are huge games all across the state. I, for some reason, decided to predict some of them. Here are my week four Texas high school football predictions here on Texas Football Today. State-ranked powers collide in week four of the Texas high school football season. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to week four of the 2019 Texas high school football season. Three games in the books and we're starting to get into games that really actually matter. I'm talking about district games, games that are going to determine who goes to the playoffs and who is sitting at home. Not everybody's in district playing, including we got some major non-district matchups, but uh, you're starting to feel like the season's hitting its stride. For now, though, we start in Malakoff. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Malakoff. It is a battle on Cedar Creek Lake as the Grandview Zebras take on the Malakoff Tigers. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, we meet again. This is the third time that these two teams are going at it, and you may remember the last time that they met. That's right. This is a rematch of the 3A Division I state championship game from a year ago. Grandview has won the first two matchups between these two squads, and they've done it in really impressive fashion with an outstanding defensive effort. And right now, it's easy to think that maybe Grandview just has Malakoff's number. Now, the Tigers are loaded for bear, and they are the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas. Texas football's 3A Division I rankings for a reason. This team is really talented, and for the first time, they will be playing in the friendly confines of Tiger Stadium. Does that help, or will Grandview continue to dominate the Tigers? Key number two, Malakoff's front seven. And when you're looking at this Tigers defense, I think that this is where the strength lies. Linebacker Colby Rush is the undisputed leader of this defense, and it's easy to see why he is all over the field. Not to mention big defensive lineman Zamir Ruiz, who is a load up front and will be a problem for this Grandview front. Now, they're going up against a big challenge, and a challenge that they're kind of used to, in quarterback Dane Yench, the outstanding 
outstanding dual threat quarterback for the Zebras. This is a guy who I think does the majority of his damage when he's moving outside of the pocket. It's going to be up to the front seven for Malakoff to contain him. Can the front seven for Malakoff have a big game? And key number three, Grandview's versatility. Everywhere you look on this Zebras roster, you see guys who play big roles on both sides of the ball. We already mentioned Dane Yench. Remember, he's their star quarterback and a big-time playmaker in the secondary. Remember, he was the guy who won both offensive and defensive MVP in the state championship game last year. That's not to mention guys like Elijah Golden, who is a running back and linebacker, and big junior Demetrius Crownover, who's a defensive lineman and a big weapon at the tight end spot. The Zebras have the versatility edge. Can they make it count in this rematch of a state championship game? Who am I picking? I'm going with Grandview. I think the Zebras just have Malakoff's number right now, but I do think that this game plays out a lot like the first game, which was really close and relatively low scoring. Both these defenses are playing extremely well, and I think that they're going to have good matchups for teams that they are particularly familiar with. But the difference to me in this one is the balance of the Grandview attack. Whether it's Dane Yench, the quarterback, or the running game with Elijah Golden, I think that gives them a little bit of an edge. Now, Kiwi Rose, the running back for Malakoff, is playing at an extremely high level right now. And if he has a huge game, I think the Tigers can pull off the win. But for now, I think number one beats number two. Give me Grandview to take down Malakoff. To the Houston area we go, 7 p.m. Friday night at Hall Stadium in Missouri City. It is a 5A district opener as the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes take on the Manville Mavericks. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Marshall's Game Breakers, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Devonna Chan is a bona fide stud for this Marshall attack, and he can do a little bit of everything. Yes, he's an outstanding running back, but I think he can be even more dangerous as a receiver out of the backfield. And that's not to mention quarterback Malik Hornsby who is a star in his own right and I think is getting even better. There are going to be plays to be made in this game. Can Marshall hit a few home runs? Key number two, Manville spreading it out. This is a Manville attack led by quarterback Tucker Yarbrough that I think you can't really key in on one guy. In fact, six different receivers have caught a touchdown through their first three games. That's really hard to do at any level, especially at the 5A level. Tucker Yarbrough has been very sharp, a guy spreading the ball around. What will the Marshall defense do to counteract that, or will Manville just have a field day? And key number three, defense anyone? So, look, we've spent a lot of time breaking down this game, talking about the offensive weapons here, and it's because that's probably going to be what decides this matchup. This is the fourth year in a row that these two teams are playing, and in the first three meetings, the game averaged 85 points scored. That includes last year's 52-51 thriller last year where Marshall was able to edge Manville. This is a huge, high-scoring game that may only need one or two stops to win it. Which defense can come up with those big plays? Who am I picking? I'm going with Fort Bend Marshall. I think being at home certainly helps, but let's also remember that they had a slight edge over Manville last year. I think that may end up carrying over. And remember, they won that game without Malik Hornsby. This was the game before he was ruled eligible last year. But the name to know here for me is Norman Baker. He is the defensive stud for this Marshall team. I think that he's the guy who comes up with the big play. Now look, Manville has been fantastic this year. I think Kevin Hall has really got this program trending in the right direction. And Tucker Yarbrough, their quarterback, is good enough to put the team on his back and carry them to a win. But for now, I like the Buffaloes to bring home a district opening win. Huge game in San Antonio this week, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lenoff Stadium in Cibolo as the Steel Knights welcome in the Converse Judds and Rockets. And I think these are probably the two best teams in San Antonio opening up district play against one another. Hard to argue with this kind of firepower. Wyatt Beagle, the quarterback for Steel, has been really sensational. A dual threat guy you want to keep your eye on. And not to mention, they have Jalen Jones, who really might be the best defender in the state of Texas. They take aim against Converse Judson and an offense that is straight up rolling right now. Running back DeAnthony Lewis has been a revelation for this Rockets team, and I think that quarterback Mike Chandler feels a lot more comfortable back there knowing that he's got Lewis by his side. I think this game is close, and I think these two teams are trending up, but I like Judson to go on the road and get a win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Robert Nail Memorial Stadium in Albany. It's a really fun matchup between the Hawley Bearcats and the Albany Lions. Hawley made a big impression last week by outgunning Hamlin in a shootout. And now can they do it against Albany, Hamlin's district rival? 
A lot to like about this game, most notably the stars on both sides. Colton Marshall, the running back for Hawley, has been terrific, and Albany quarterback Ben West is worth the price of admission himself. I think this game has a chance to be pretty high scoring. Both these offenses have a chance to get out and run, uh, but I think Hawley has the hot hand. I think the Bearcats keep rolling. Give me Hawley. And let's go to Central Texas, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Mike Rosa Athletic Complex in Holland. The Holland Hornets welcome in the Crawford Pirates, and Holland made waves a couple weeks ago when they knocked off Mart, and it's easy to see why everybody is talking about them, specifically their defense. They have given up 16 points all year, and they do not look like they are going to slow down anytime soon. Well, now they take on this Crawford team that very quietly has put together a fantastic start with their outstanding and trademark versatility led by Tate Abel, a two-way star. I think this game is close, and I do think it is low scoring. But I think that Holland's got something cooking right now. I think the Hornets moved to 4-0 with a win. But those are far from the only big games in week four of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Abernathy wins the Battle of the Antelopes with a win over Post. Cristobal stays perfect with a win over Cross Plains. And I think Amarillo Tascosa just barely beats El Paso Americas. In DFW, I like Arlington Martin to stay perfect with a win over Rockwall. Up north, I like Gunner to edge Pilot Point. And out east, give me Carthage over Gilmer. Bernie Champion stays perfect with a win over Kerrville Tyvee. In a surprise battle of unbeatens, I like Fort Stockton to beat San Angelo Lakeview. And give me Cy Ranch to beat Upstart Bridgeland. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial beats Corpus Christi Flower Bluff. I like LaGrange to beat Geronimo Navarro in a close one. And Flatonia keeps rolling. They beat Schulenberg. Corrigan Camden over Joaquin Midland Greenwood over Seminole. And give me Lubbock Estacado, just barely over Hereford. Decatur outslugs Graham Laredo United gets by San Benito. And I like Robinson to beat Whitney. I like East Bernard to beat Edna. Lano beats Lago Vista. And in a battle of unbeatens, I like Seely over Belleville. Evadale beats Deweyville. I think Mason finally finds a way past that gym, that defense. I think the punchers win. And finally, give me West Columbia over Lamarck. Ganado over Palacios. Mission Memorial over Rio Grande City. And in a battle of unbeatens, I like Panhandle to beat Vega. Pleasant Grove stays perfect with a win over Gladewater. Prosper stays perfect with a win over McKinney. And I like San Augustine to take down Tenahaw. Stratford beats Spearman. Wichita Falls Rider just edges Brownwood. And in our six-man game of the week, it's a good one. I like McLean over Balmeray. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week four of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are, my picks for week four of the Texas high school football season uh, going up on YouTube. Up on YouTube? Going up on YouTube? Going up on going YouTube. Going up on YouTube. Well, but if you are listening to the podcast, by the time you listen to this, it will be up on YouTube. But if you are watching us live, give us like a minute. And it'll go up. Be patient. Okay? Calm down. We will get there. Calm down. The, they got to go through the tubes. <laughs> it's got to get there. Anyway, uh, there they are. You can see my picks on YouTube. I, as, as always, my stone cold lead pipe lock of the week, I will get at least... One of those, right? Debatable. It's happened every week. <laughs> every week. I'm on a heater. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Ashley, you're new here. Is this when I'm supposed to shut down the entire computer? Um, you're new here, and so we want to welcome you to the team. We're 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 mm -hmm. thrilled to have you. Mm -hmm. yeah. you. We we think that you've done a fantastic job. This is about to be a backhanded and compliment. You think you are you're somebody who has kept the the, the train on the track, and we really we really appreciate mm -hmm. everything you've been able to do. There has been one thing though that you have not been able to experience, and it's honestly a shame. It's a shame. And it's just about time that we rectify the, no, that with no, the glorious return no, of please. free money. No, free money. This is terrible. My college football picks against the spread at two, Ishmael. Yeah, I'm, uh, keep, I'm keeping that going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, free money. My college football picks against spread. Okay, so no. here's here's where we're at. Okay, we have a a bit of a, a, a controversy. 
Because last week, you'll remember, we didn't have a Thursday show because we were cooking. Uh, because the air conditioning was broken. A and, much better Thursday. Um, but it, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Then today's It was Thursday. not working. Uh, so we weren't able to do free money. I did make picks. And I'm pretty sure. I would need to go back. But I'm pretty sure. I went around 500. Mm. Like plus or minus. Mm. But here's the thing. <laughs> I did not announce them. And so I am just going to. We're going to pretend that that week didn't happen. So if you would have made the like. If you would have guessed every pick correct. If you I would have like 9-0. Yeah. Yeah. We might be able to. I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> no. I'm not no, a fan I, of this. I, I went about 500. I would need to go back and check. But in any case. We're not going to count it. I stand at. By the way. Two week, week two. I went six and two. I stand at sixteen two and one on the year. Sixteen two and one. Things are going very good for us, and this week is going to be no different. Ashley, what is our first game this week? Mm. Our first game is we've got let's see, Houston at Tulane. Like you said, the Thursday night game, mm-hmm. seven and Tulane is favored by five. Yeah, Tulane's a five point favorite at home. At, at, by the way, something I learned today, <laughs> Yulman Stadium. They have a stadium. Yeah. I thought they just played. I, I seriously thought they still played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought so too. But they've opened Yulman Stadium. They've been playing there for a couple of years, which tells you how closely we pay attention to Tulane <laughs> football. Uh, Tulane's off to actually a really, really solid start. Uh, they're 2-1 and one, uh, with wins over FIU, an impressive win over FIU. Uh, and then they beat Missouri State. And then they the, probably their best result would be that they hung at Auburn. They hung. They won twenty four. They lost twenty four to six at Auburn. That's probably the thing that is is most notable uh, about them. Uh, the thing for me uh, about Tulane is that their defense has been pretty darn solid all year long. Uh, most specifically, uh, this is a team that's that's got a pretty pretty good secondary. Mm-hmm. Their secondary plays pretty well. Uh, they're able to stop the run a little bit. They're a team that, that relies on defense. Uh, the offense needs to run the ball. If they're not running the ball, then they're just kind of average. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of the name of the game for them is that they need to be able to run the ball. Uh, the, the name to know for them is uh, their, their quarterback Justin McMillan, uh, who is a uh, who's a running. Is that is that the same Cedar Hill? That is, it darn is. that is Justin McMillan. That? Yeah, Cedar Hills. Uh, uh, Justin McMillan, uh, Darius Birdwell, uh, Bradwell rather, uh, and then Corey Dalfin, another uh, Texas product uh, out of uh, P- Port Arthur Memorial. They're going to want to run the ball. Uh, with all due respect to Justin McMillan, when they're throwing, that is not what they want to do. They want to be able to run the ball. For Houston, going on the road, underdogs in this one, which is it's surprising. And I, I tweeted about this. But te- uh, but they have uh, not been an underdog to, to Lane since 2000 and... Boy, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, since 2003... But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, and the reason that I'm going with the Cougs is that you go with the trend. Houston is 12-3 and three against the spread against Tulane since 2003. Oh. That is my thing. I also don't think – here's the other thing. I don't think D.R. King's going to have two bad games in a row. Sure. He had a bad game against Wazoo. Mm-hmm. I think that he – I think he's probably heard about it. And I think knowing the way that he's wired, he's probably thinking that we could have won that game if I had played better. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go out there and put on a show. I like Houston, especially catching the points on the road. I'm going to take Houston plus five. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I think that yeah, I think Houston needs this game more mm-hmm. than Tulane because I think if Houston loses this game, now we're really looking at a mm-hmm. more disappointing season than I think anybody could have possibly expected for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially that next week they got they have a huge game at North Texas, and Correct. that so. could that that puts them in panic mode. I think. And yes. So um, I don't think it's a shock that. Houston is one and two, but I think it's a shock that they look this poorly right. as a one and two uh, team. So, I think they're going to look for a very confident performance. And I think, I mean, I just like, I just think they have the athletes, the better athletes, yeah. to be able to beat Tulane. I mean, I think they'll beat them outright. I agree. Uh, I th- I I think they're I I think they're going to beat them outright. I'll I'll take the points though. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to take the points. Sure. So I'm going to take uh, Houston plus five. What's next, Ashley? Up next is, let's see, it is number eight Auburn at number mm-hmm. 17 Texas A&M. A&M, a 3.5 favorite. Uh, A&M, three and a half, uh, catching this. And and if you're unfamiliar with Auburn, uh, it is, uh, so it's, uh, last year was a fire gust year. Right. And so this is not a fire gust year. Right. It always goes one <laughs> and the other. They have a down year, then they have an up year. This is the upswing, and they look really good. Uh, especially defensively, mm-hmm. their defense looks really good. Now, I think there's uh, an argument. You know, when when they beat Oregon, mm-hmm. that I think that that turned a lot of heads. They you know they beat Tulane, they beat Kent State. They haven't played anybody since then. Um, 
this is their their uh, their SEC opener for both squad or no. I'm sorry, A&M already went to Alabama. Right. Or I'm sorry, they, they already. Oh, no, that's not true. Right. They, they went to Clemson. I get yeah. Clemson and Alabama confused all the time because <laughs> so this is good. their SEC opener. This is both their SEC openers, um, and this is an Auburn team that is almost entirely like they. They're a team that has one thing that's super duper duper good, mm-hmm. and that is their front seven is. Monsters. They might have the best defensive line in the country. Their defensive line is unbelievable. Yeah. And so it's a huge, huge test for this A&M offensive line, which has looked okay. <laughs> like Aggies. It's looked okay. Um, they, they, they've looked okay, and, and, and they need to have a great game. Right. Plain and simple. They need to have a great game. Kellen Mond needs to have a bounce-back game. Yeah. A great game. Um, and beyond that, you know, the, the Auburn offense, I would say, is not a ton to write home about. Jatarvius Whitlow is their running back there, but they are starting a freshman quarterback in Bonex. Mm-hmm. You gotta rattle that freshman quarterback. Yep. I'm sure Bonex is a good quarterback. Okay, yep. he's 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 a good quarterback, and Gasmal's on those quarterbacks. I'm but think this do might- not you know, like they have to get in the backfield. They have to rattle him. Yeah. They have to get that crowd around around him. This is a game where you got to give that that 2:30 p.m. crowd at Kyle Field something to cheer about to rattle this quarterback. I was gonna say this might. Because uh, Oregon was at a neutral field, the, Kyle Field's going to be definitely the most intimidating environment he's seen so far. Oh yeah, Bonix. I mean, and so no, he was, where was the Oregon game? Uh, AT&T. It was, it was neutral. Yeah, so yeah. AT&T. So like, I think the know, Auburn A and M game last year was neutral too. Was it not? No, no, no. Was no. it not? At, no, that was at um, that was at Auburn. Auburn. It was at Auburn. Okay. Auburn so I think I mean, so Bonix, true freshman quarterback, going to one of the toughest environments. When Kyle Field gets going, right. like I mean, you really it's 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 hard pressed to find tougher environments to play when they're really amped, right. when they're really going, when they get that touchdown and then third down stop on defense like bone you know that's where it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be through the power of Kyle Field Sean actually uh, on Republic of Football brought this up with me Kellen Mond's a different quarterback at home yes like he's a I mean he's a bad quarterback on the road he and he's a been. good quarterback at home yeah. and he's something about playing in the confines of Kyle Field in front of that stadium in front of that crowd uh gets him going and it has to be a balance effect. You have you have to be able to. He has to be able to feed off it. And Bonix, they have to be able to rattle him. They, it's it's got to start. It's it's two guys. It's the defensive line and the yeah. offensive line. That's yep. it. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And 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 they got to get good Kellen Mond. Uh, I think it was a coin flip game. I was going to take whoever was catching points because I'll just take the advantage however right. I can. I'm going to take Auburn plus three and a half. I think there's a fair chance. I think I think AM wins it, but I think this game's super close. I think it's like a one point game. So I'm just going to take the I'm going to take the points. I got uh, Auburn, I like, yeah. but I. I would not be surprised just because no. Auburn is there more is there a more potentially combustible team in the country than Auburn every year? Yes, <laughs> like that Auburn. What are yeah. they three and zero right now? They could easily mm-hmm. just finish five and seven, yeah. and like, yeah. oh, that happened. <laughs> yeah. What's next, Ashley? Well, I will go War Eagle ten out of ten on that one, but <laughs> that's besides the point. The next one is SMU, the Mustangs, heading right up the road to Fort Worth at number 25 and TCU is a nine and a half point favorite battle for the iron skillet has not been this interesting this in years, one's, years this one is feisty it's fun um look I mean ultimately there are team there are things that I love about both of these teams mm-hmm. I love the way that SMU's offense has a little bit of balance to it and and especially the running game and not just because they got a, a crazy game from TJ McDaniel last week but right. because you know Xavier Jones has been great Shane Bouchelle has been largely pretty good. He's mm-hmm. got to take care of the football a little bit better, and TCU's going to come after him. I love TCU's defense, obviously. Uh, they looked great last week against Purdue. And Purdue. I, I think that they are <laughs> I think they are trending in the right direction. Um, but I think that the TCU defense is the dominant force in this game. Mm-hmm. The TCU defense is the dominant force in this game, and as good as SMU has been offensively, they have come against defenses that are I think noticeably inferior to TCU yeah TCU is going to be the best defense they've seen and I think that as a result I'm going to take TCU minus nine and a half I think that they cover that I think it's about a 10 point game I like TCU at home yeah I, I do too um I think this is a shut up or fine game from TCU like mm-hmm. I think this is honestly a game that point. if they win if if we look up in the scores 28 to 10 mm-hmm. as TCU's going to shut up we're fine like stop yes. we're talking about the quarterback we can run the ball we're going to dominate on defense we're fine and I think this is a good chance to prove that because SMU looks really good. And if SMU comes out and wins, like obviously SMU is for real and they should be considered, you know, a, a contender for the AAC. But um, yeah, I think this is a, a game where we we're worried about TCU a little bit and we're hyped up on SMU. And I mm-hmm. think those pendulums are going to swing back. I think you're right. Uh, the thing for me is that um, 
the SMU defense has been largely pretty good against the run, but sure. nobody's really tried to run on them. Right. Like, they've played a lot of passing teams. And mm-hmm. so this is going to be a team that's going to have to run on them with Darius Anderson, Shea Alonalua, and I think they're going to be able to. I like TCU minus 10, or minus 9.5, rather. What's next, Ashley? All right, up next we have Baylor at Rice, 6 p.m. Saturday. Baylor, a 26-point favorite against the Owls. So Baylor's going to win. Yeah. That, uh, I think that's, <laughs> you know, hot take. Fair yeah. to say. I think Baylor's going to win. Uh, the, the question is going to be 26. Yep. And, and – you know, uh, the the one thing you say about Rice is that they have kept games pretty, you know, within with an arm's length. Now, mm-hmm. last week didn't go as well as they had hoped against Texas. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Texas is better than Baylor. Um, and I think that, you know, the question is going to be, can they find enough stops uh, defensively? I think this Baylor team is cooking right mm-hmm. now. And I think nobody I think because I think they because they haven't played anybody and by the way, like they're like they're they haven't played anybody in their weight class and they're not playing anybody in their weight class for a while. Yeah. But people are overlooking just how good Charlie Brewer's been, just how good uh the, the running game with John Lovett and Tristan Ebner has been, uh just how good these receivers have been. This offense is cooking right now. Mm-hmm. And for Rice, the offense just gives me so much worry that like you know, look, look. Let's say that the Baylor, or let's say the Rice defense goes out there and plays a really, really good game, sure. and they hold uh, Baylor to uh, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Right? That'd be pretty good. Yep. Rice would need to score ten. Yeah. And it's like, uh. I hate to say it, it's like, <laughs> I, like I don't know if both those things are going to happen. Right. So I'm going to take Baylor uh, minus twenty-six uh, on the road. Uh, I'm going to take Baylor as well because the one thing that. <clears throat> Even though Baylor's looked really good and they're against team they're supposed to look really good against, we haven't seen the Charlie Brewer game yet. Yeah, it's been a very va- very balanced attack. And granted, you don't want to stress you know your your uh, your quarterback if you don't need to, and so he hasn't needed to take over these games. But I still think you know they're going to I- the Iowa State's coming to town next week. Kansas State's coming up in two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, attack after th- it's a tough stretch after this game. Yes. and I want to see Charlie Brewer put up some numbers because he's going to face some teams that. They're going to shut down the run a little more, or they're going to Baylor's going to be trailing in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. at some point. They're going to need him to extend the offense a little bit, get more vertical, um, have more explosive plays. So, I think Baylor covers, and the reason why I think is because Charlie Brewer finally has that big game where he maybe throws for over three hundred yards. I think that's I think that's fair. I like that a lot. Okay, uh, what's next, Ashley? Up next, we have Georgia State taking on Ishes Bobcats, six p.m. Saturday, <sighs> Texas State. Favored by three. Ooh, he does not sound confident in yeah. this one. Texas State laying what some points at Bobcat yeah. Stadium. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, eh. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the typical know, home, home field advantage uh, uh, it's spread. A, so, so, yeah, it's a coin flip on a neutral site. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to start on this one? Or do you have of course I want you to start oh, on okay, this Okay, sure. Uh, basically, my take on this game is if Texas State can't move the ball against Georgia State, their season's done. Wow. Georgia State that is, is to the point. I believe, 129 They're bad. in S&P, defensive a, this S&P. This is a bad Georgia State team. Yeah. Texas State is not going to be mind, favored but, against a lot of teams this right, year. Right, But there's a reason they're favored in this one. Not only because they're home, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's a bad Georgia State team that's a ba- that's bad defensively. And yes, they beat Tennessee, but it, it, Tennessee is something else this season. They're <laughs> <laughs> that We, can, we yeah. cannot be looking at this Georgia State team as, oh, they beat Tennessee. It's no. Like, no, they looked really bad. They looked really bad in every other game. Um if Texas State can't move the ball, even just no matter who's at quarterback, if it's Vitt, if it's Jensen, if Brady McBride gets a last-minute waiver and he comes in the game, he's not. But if that <laughs> happens, if they can't move the ball, Jalen Gibson or Jalen Gibson, please, please, Jalen Gibson, something. Um, doesn't matter who's at quarterback. If they can't move the ball, if they can't run the ball, they're not moving the ball this season. Yeah. Like this is the worst defense, maybe along with Coastal, that they're gonna see. The excuses are gone. They're not playing SMU. They're not playing A&M. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not playing Wyoming, even though they should have beat Wyoming. They're playing teams that they're better than. Mm-hmm. And I think this is their, this is this is going to define their season in a good or bad way. Texas State is 121st in total offense right now. Yep. Um, they have got to get it in gear. And I think Jake Spavital has lit a fire under them and mm-hmm. told them, boys. I think exactly that same thing, yeah. which is Boys. if it doesn't happen here, <laughs> it may not be happening. Right. So I think you're going to get an inspired. I think also I think being a night game helps. Sure. Being a night sure. game. Sure. Get that crowd a little rowdy, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Is there alcohol in, in yes, Marcus? There's there's alcohol out in the stadium. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bobcat Stadium is going to be rocking. <laughs> Texas State brings home the win. I like Texas State minus three. Cool. Uh, what's next, Ashley? 
All right, up next, Cowboys headed down to DKR at 6.30 on Saturday. Texas is favored by six. Yeah, a, a really interesting game, and, and mm -hmm. I think just a Rorschach test on what you think of what you've seen from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, because Oklahoma State has been, I think, very surprisingly, really, really good so far. Kind of low-key, really awesome. <laughs> yes, low-key, fun to watch. Yep. They're 3-0, and but you could also say they've beaten Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's 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 uh, great value, Oregon. Right. Um, McNeese State, and then they actually scuffled last week at Tulsa a little mm -hmm. bit and had to pull out a. I think they were they might have been down at halftime. Right. But that game was really close at halftime, and they ended up pulling away. Now they go on the road to the number twelve team in the country in Texas, who looked really good last week. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, uh, our most special boy, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year from two thousand and sixteen. Uh, Spencer Sanders, 16, 17? 17. 17. 17. Spencer Sanders is their quarterback, and he's been lighting it up. Yep. He's been great. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, who would have thought that Spencer Sanders would be great? Uh, he's been excellent. They've been running the ball really well with Chuba Hubbard. This is a really good team offensively. Yeah. <laughs> I think their defense might suck. I think their defense might be might be like low-key low bad, which is kind of a Mike Gundy thing to do. Right. It's like, who cares? <laughs> is have like a really good offense. And so that is, again, this is going to be a test for this Texas secondary to, to show up and have a big game against a talented quarterback. But this is a big test on the road, although they, are, they did go to Oregon State, which is weird. Um, I think I like Texas in this one. I think Texas is going to cover the six. Um, the numbers, I think Bill Connolly's, Bill Connolly's taken Oklahoma State, but his numbers do not like Texas. That's true. Um, yeah. his, even last year, his numbers were very bullish. Or just, on Texas. yeah, very, very or, bearish on, yeah, very bearish bearish on, on Texas. Texas. Uh, I think I think Texas at home, night game, ABC, I think Texas gets up for it. I like Texas minus six. Yeah, I like Texas as well. The only My only concern is with Texas' defense um, after such a. Granted, they had a bounce back, good bounce back mm -hmm. against Rice, but. The last time they played an explosive offense, it's still a young secondary. Tylen Wallace might be the best receiver in the country. Mm -hmm. um, Oklahoma State, this is basically on par with what they're going to see the rest of the year in the Big 12 Conference, right? Mm -hmm. You got Tech, you got Oklahoma, you got Baylor, right? You're going to see these high-powered offenses. This defense might be in for another wake-up call. Um, and, I, I mean, the, Texas is going to win this game based on their offense, basically, uh, mm -hmm. was what I'm saying. But... If they can force Spencer Sanders into a couple of mistakes here or there, you know, this game's always weird. Texas-Oklahoma State's always one of the weird mm -hmm. games um, just because neither team really plays. The favorites never never really play up to their favorite status. They always seem to play down to the other. Um, but I like Texas as well. I think this should be – I still like them. I still think this is a special year for them, so I'm going with them. I like it. I like that. I think that's very good. All right, what's next, Max? Uh, Max, oh, my gosh, I did it. Ashley, Ooh. what's next? <laughs> Hello. It's diehard. It's going to be tough. <laughs> up next is UT said it UTSA heading up to the beloved Apogee Stadium from 6.30 p.m. Saturday. UNT favored by 19. This is, this is real easy, okay? This is real easy. Is it? Yes. Okay. I think, this, I, I think this is real easy. UTSA ranks 124th in the nation in yards per pass allowed. Yeah. And that includes a game against Army. North Texas. Ooh. I'll take the 19. <laughs> I'll lay the 19. Here, uh, I'm, I'm, I just now I I have my I have my issues mm -hmm. with North Texas. I think their defense and especially their rushing defense mm -hmm. is pretty bad, right? And uh, and in, and a problem. Mm -hmm. And if UTSA is able to get out and run, uh, and run the ball, that's going to be their best their best option. But I think every time North Texas has the ball, they should be able to light up what's been a pretty pretty mediocre to bad. UTSA secondary. I like North Texas. I I picked North Texas until Shahan brought this up to me. Oh, no. Ooh. So they've played, since Seth Luttrell's been there, they've played three times, uh, not including this year. 2016, 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 2016 was the one year where UTSA was better. I think that was their first bowl year under uh, yeah. Frank, uh, Frank Wilson. Uh, and then the drive. Right. And uh, that was, well, that was 2017. 17, so yeah. 2016. Uh, North Texas loses 31-17 at UTSA. 2017, that was when I think we thought, okay, UTSA is, we thought UTSA was ahead, right? And that was, as Ashley put it, puts it, the drive. Mm -hmm. Great game at Apogee Stadium. 29-26, uh, 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 North Texas. Last year, we thought North Texas was significantly better than UTSA. True, True enough. Final score, 24-21. True enough. That was, in, that was in San Antonio, so that's my one hang-up. But these games haven't been blowouts mm -hmm. i don't know 
I think I think there is a regional rivalry thing with this. I think that there is. Yeah. So I think this this as far as in the conference goes, I think this is uh, two of the closest teams to uh, rivals. I think they have. Right. Um, and so I. I'm gonna sw- I'm actually gonna switch my pick oh. from what I p- picked oh. on Republic of Football. Okay. I think UTSA covers. I think uh, North Texas wins, but UTSA covers. Okay, that's com- that's compelling. You yeah. make a good argument. I'm yeah. sticking with North Texas. I think that I just think that the offense is gonna get into gear sure. against against what's been a, a, a pretty lackluster. North UTSA Texas team. plays just light years better at home too than they do that on the road. True. That they is are, true. They are terrible on the road the well, past couple of years. That is true. Maybe on we the will road. See. But up next, finally, we have, wrap it up, Ashley. We have Nevada at. The Miners, 7 p.m. Saturday. Nevada favored 15 and a half. Is this game on TV? I need to Probably know Conference up. USA go, Network or Stadium. To, we're going to go to you. Why would it be? Uh, this game is on ESPN3. Ah, yes, another uh, Conference USA favorite. It is a beautiful <laughs> 7 p.m. kick uh, from the lovely Sun Bowl yeah. in El Paso. Um, the, the I have a, I have a question before you, before you go. Mm-hmm. Nevada has one loss on this schedule, mm-hmm. on their schedule. Don't look it up. It's to Oregon. Can you guess the score of that game? Did they lose like seventy to nothing? <laughs> Seventy-seven to six. Oh my god! Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so yes, they did. They're Goodness two and one, gracious. but their one loss is seventy-seven to By six. By the way, they beat Purdue too. Yeah, they so, did. Purdue uh, don't. <laughs> so, so the the the, the <laughs> issue for you, the issue for Nevada, if you're unfamiliar with the Wolf Pack, yeah, uh, their defense is god awful. Yeah, and even in their wins, you know, they beat. They, but but here's the funny thing. Their defense has been largely pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. Not just because they gave up 77, but you know, the, just overall the the metrics are not good. Yeah. But then last week, they go and they play Weber State at home. And Weber. They win. Weber. Weber. It is Weber. How do? What's the name? Tomato, of my, tomato. What's the name of my grill? Is that <laughs> Weber? <laughs> I just know that's where Damian Lillard went, and it's, we- it is Weber. Weber State. They play <laughs> Weber State, 19 to 13. Okay. Because um, because the other thing is that this offense has not been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing a freshman quarterback in Carson Strong. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of sophomores uh, that are that are carrying the load uh, for this team. They're going to UTEP and look, UTEP has been they've been bad. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways around it. Yep. Okay, UTEP is 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 not going. It's not going great. Uh, and and part of the reason is that uh, you know. Look, they are they're a team that is, is still searching for an identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and most importantly, you know, the offense, I think, has been a little bit better. Um, you got to wonder if this this is the week that they finally take the reins off of Kyle Oxley and just give him the offense. Because he hasn't started, I don't think. He's come in the games, right. but I don't think he's started yet. And I'm wondering if, they, if this is the game where it's just like, you know what? Yeah, this offense might be better with you. I agree. So I think that I think that's I, I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what they do. Here is what I will say about this game. UTEP is coming off a bye week. Yeah. Okay. They got the rest advantage. They're at home. This is a big game in El Paso. True, true, true. I'm taking UTEP plus 15 and a half. I think the ooh, miners ooh, I think wow. the miners beat that spread. I think this I think they probably lose. Sure. But I think it's like a 10-point game. Okay. And and every year at the Sun Bowl, they play one weird game mm-hmm. where it's like way closer than people mm-hmm. think. This is my call. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna cover it. I think I like UTEP minus or plus 15 and a half. Cool. Yeah, I don't. Nevada's covering. <laughs> that's, Nevada's a, covering. that's a neat. Uh, cool. That's a, a neat thing. Um, yeah, I, neat. I, I, I don't know. I think that they've got a chance to be. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. Uh, but I was going to look up their, uh, their. Uh, God bless it. You're listening to live coverage of me trying to look up a, a yeah, statistic. Uh, uh. <laughs> I know. Hold on. Uh, but they're uh, uh, they're uh, since 2018, which is when Dimmel showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, with a rest advantage, they are two and one against the spread. That doesn't sure. tell you anything. <laughs> I was about to say that's <laughs> um, they played three games. Yes, <laughs> um, sample size. Yes, uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I think they. I think they are going to. I think they're going to cover. You I just like believe this. in the miners. I believe in the miners. Okay. I choose to believe in the miners. I choose to be a homer. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that. So sure. My Not f- me, but you, my, <laughs> you I, do me, that. Me neither. My free money picks. I like Houston plus five at Tulane tonight. I like Auburn plus three and a half at A&M. I like TCU minus nine and a half at home against SMU. I like Baylor minus twenty six at Rice. I like Texas State minus three. At home against Georgia State, I like Texas minus six. At home against Oklahoma State, I like North Texas minus nineteen. At home against UTSA, and I like UTEP plus fifteen and a half at home against Nevada. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment: final thoughts. The one real question that we have here: real question. <laughs> there's oh, there's all not many. Real <laughs> there's not many questions. It's more statements. Um, 
What uh, What do y'all think about Sam Houston versus Incarnate Word? Oh. Any thoughts on that Tasty. one? Tasty. That's fun. Incarnate Word. That's got to be on ESPN Plus, right? Let's see. Please. Because that could be. Yes, ESPN 3. Ooh, let's go. 6 p.m. kick. I'm gonna, um, I'll be that was that from game. Tim Sparkman, by so the way. So the weird thing about the Southland this year, and mm-hmm. actually um, our friend Josh Mank, who is the SID for AM Commerce, which is not in the Southland, but rather in the Lone Star Conference in Division Two. But, of course, he pays attention to all small college football in the state of Texas. Right. We were talking about uh, the Southland and how I just think – I think the Southland's just, like, wide open this year. Sure. Um, I think that there's just – like, I don't know if there's – like, Sam Houston State looks good, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're just this, like, runaway freight train like they have been in the past couple of years. Sure. Um, and I've been – you know, look, I think that if, if you're – Eric Morris, and you want to signal to people that there's a changing of the guard. Oh uh, yeah! Here's your opportunity. You take down, you take down the big, the uh, the the big dog on the road in Huntsville too. Mm-hmm. This would be really impressive. I, I still like Sam Houston State. I think they're probably the better team overall. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I think I know what I'm doing at six o'clock on Thursday. At least one of my screens will be at six o'clock on Saturday. Oh yeah. I will have. Uh, I know UIW's, and, and UIW's defense hasn't been that great. They gave up no. 44 to Texas Southern last week, mm-hmm. um, or two weeks ago rather. And I think Sam, I, I'm going. I think Sam Houston wins because they've they probably have this circled on the schedule because like so. UIW kind of was the the darling. flavor of the month and mm-hmm. the flavor of the year last year. It was like, oh man, look at this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sam Houston's real down, and now Casey Keeler's like, look, all right, guys, let's we bring, own this conference. Let's bring the heat. Yeah, so. I think that's I think that's right. So, uh, anything else, Ashley? Uh, there was one more. If you want to keep talking small small football, uh, Angelo mm-hmm. at Kingsville. Yeah, a big Lone Star Conference matchup. Um, as uh. I think I think Angelo is mm-hmm. low key a contender in that conference. Mm-hmm. I think I think Angelo's got something cooking. Um, really excited to see what what they're able to do. Uh, they they'll beat Kingsville. I think they'll beat Kingsville. Uh, Tarleton's Tarleton looks like the the, the favorite, the big time mm-hmm. favorite in the Lone Star Conference. But keep an eye on Angelo. I think that that offense is really going to start slicing some people up. So keep an eye on Angelo. Oh, and one quick plug for uh, Corey Hogue's story on yes. HBU. Uh, it was really good. Huskies are off to a good start. Uh, they looked really. They've looked really. They've been struggling the past couple of years, but it looks mm-hmm. like they're finally on the upswing. So uh, Corey Hogue did a good feature on them, uh, catching up with Coach Vic Sheely yeah. on their progress. It's really good. So check that out, at TexasFootball.com. And that is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebookcom campbells Follow us on Instagram, instagramcom campbells And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow. Texas football today.